Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we are live for another awesome episode. We have an incredible guest on the show tonight coming to us from New Orleans, Louisiana. He is a hunter main. He's a man who needs little introduction. He's an amazing, amazing content creator. He's a Twitch streamer. He is taking over the world of TikTok, the man of the memes, <laughs> Mr. D Flawless himself from Masanko clan. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so, so excited to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Dude, it's, it's an honor to have you because you are just, you're doing so many amazing things in our community you always put a smile on my face. Every time I see your post on social media, you have the most, the coolest videos. I don't know how you do it, but it's so, so awesome. So amazing. And you are just one of the most positive people that I've come across in our community. And we're, we're lucky to have you here. I'm very grateful for your time, for being here on with us. And uh, we're going to put you on the hot seat in just a few minutes here. But before we do, we got my man Shadow Price back on tonight. How's it going, Shadow Price? Oh, it's going really good. Um, we're in this uh, we're in the Switch Pro watch right now, basically, you know, as you talked about. Yeah, we've been kind of, uh, you know, following this thing for a long time. You know, the news broke from... Uh, Bloomberg last week, they published the article and everybody like has been like on this watch, like it's going to be imminent that we're going to get this thing, you know, and I feel like Nintendo needs to do this. You know, it's the natural evolution of things, you know, so many more people have 4K TVs in their house now, you know, so um, also to E3, E3, E3's back. Who's yeah. excited for E3? Oh, man, E3's yeah. coming. <sighs> It's too much. Yeah. Too many things are happening all at once. So much yeah. happening. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's a great time to be a gamer. We have Nintendo killing it. The rumors are rampant. We are on the eve of potentially a Nintendo Switch Pro or Super Nintendo Switch. Whatever That's they what I really wanted to, call it. to be called. The Super Nintendo Switch. Super Nintendo I, Switch, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge That'd fan cool. of the Super Nintendo. Like I'm an old school gamer, so... And hey, we, we have some fun stuff from Destiny with that little teaser at the end. That was clutch. We got a little bit of a teaser oh, yeah. into what will happen next year. We will be doing some predictions on that in just a little bit. 
and we're going to put D Flawless on the hot seat. We're going to learn much Uh more about D Flawless on the show. We're going to dive into who he is. We're going to learn about his amazing journey in our community. And we're going to give our impressions on Season of the Splicer. Yes, we have been playing. Good news, Cornholio has reached 1335. I finally made it. I can play Grandmasters, although I'm a few weeks early. But it's okay. Uh, I will be ready for that. And we have so much to talk about tonight. We have E3. We have so much to dive into. So, D Flawless, I hope you're ready. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. So, the first question we have for you is How'd you get started as a content creator and as a Destiny player? How did your crazy journey begin? Oh, gosh. Um, this, it's such a winding road. Um, so, I've been a fan of Destiny for a super long time, you know, since D1 days. Um, and just kind of followed everybody, all the, the major creators and everything, Goth Crafty and all those guys. Um, and something I always wanted to do. And then uh, about a year ago, you know, I'm sitting at home, we're in quarantine. And I'm like, you know, twiddling my thumbs with nothing to do. I was like, all right, if I'm ever going to do this, now's the time to do it. So I started, I basically had no excuse <laughs> to not start. Uh, so I just started started up a stream. Um, and then from there, the videos came about just as a way to kind of promote the stream, um, and kind of grow my social media platform. So I started off making small little videos for when I go live and then slowly started adding some characters and they got a little bit more elaborate, a little bit more wacky and crazy. And it has evolved to... You know <laughs> the TikTok, uh, the TikToks that you see um, and that people seem to like. So um, that's kind of the short version of it. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. You've been doing this for one year. Yes. No way. <laughs> what? Yes. One that year. is we crazy. Just, uh, one year and a couple months at this point. You know, maybe two. I will months, tell but... you that you are a freaking inspiration. That that's amazing. Like, that's crazy. That's that's incredible. So I know that my my experience is not typical. Right. So I don't want you know, I encourage people to to try um, and go for it. But also, I've had a lot of uh, things kind of go my way. Um, so but yeah, I mean, it, if if anything, it is proof that if you know, if you work hard, um, you know, you can't have success. That's one of the hardest things to do on Twitch is to kind of grow a channel from nothing. So the fact that we're here, um, so the fact that we're here only, uh, only a year later, um, is, is kind of a big deal. Um, but I know it's not typical. So, you know, <laughs> so don't, don't just throw all your eggs in the Twitch basket. I had, a, I was part-time for a long time. Um, and then kind of some things happened that kind of, pushed me towards the full-time streamer uh thing and, and thankfully my community has has supported me um so yeah we're, we're on a wild ride we're, we're still in the middle of it so we'll, we'll see where the chips fall yeah and and you know i think the other thing that really worked in your favor and correct me if i'm wrong but it's that you're just a really nice guy you know and if you're i try to be to others, <laughs> you know, like if you're a good person you're gonna get that back 
you know, Man, you see I, I that try that. to be. I really do. There's enough negativity in the world, let alone on the internet, man. You know, and at the end of the day, we're playing and talking about video games. We need to lighten up, you know, just, let's just laugh and have fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Positivity. We need more of it. Exactly. We do. We need more of it. And, you know, I think the other thing is the quality of your videos. Like, how do you do that? (laughs) Like, that's so good. Like, do you get like? Um, did you get a video degree? Like how? How did that all come okay, about? So, like, like so how, you keep so you gonna, that? gonna laugh again? I, it's all self-taught. Within the year that I've been uh, <laughs> uh, streaming and going live, I just kind of just tinker. I'm a I'm a very curious person by nature, so I tinker and figure things out. I also just naturally appreciate a certain level of quality in the stuff that I watch, and I just always I'm always taking notes on stuff. And always like, you know, in my mind, breaking down. Now, how did they make that? You know, I'll watch a movie. I'm like, man, how did they shoot that? And I'll just try to figure it out myself. Um, so, you know, thankfully that that translates through the videos. People, you know, often comment on the quality of it. And it's something that that I do take seriously because I don't want <laughs> I don't want to put out something bad. And my usually my go to uh, what do you call it? Test, I, let's say, is. If I don't laugh at it, or if I think it's, I just won't put it out. I've I've had a couple of videos where I spent hours, made the whole video, and then played it back, and I was like, "That's not funny." <laughs> I just didn't put it out. <laughs> That's a good barometer, right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if awesome. I'm not laughing at my own stuff, how can I expect somebody else to laugh at it? You know. Exactly. Yeah, and you got to be able to laugh at yourself. You know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, you are your worst critic. So, you know, if you don't like it, more than likely other people are not going to like it either. So makes sense. 100%. So tell us about the Flawless and the Diamond Club. And how did the idea behind all that come about? The Diamond Club? So by trade, um, I've been in the jewelry industry for basically my whole adult life. So, um you know, I sold diamonds and D flawless is actually a nickname that I've had for a long, long time um, outside of gaming because, you know, my, my first name, you know, first initial is a D. Um, and if you know anything about diamonds, a flawless diamond um, is the best kind of diamond. And then the best color grade a diamond can get is a D. So D flawless is like a perfect diamond. So I, you know, kind of got that name, I kind of gave it to myself and it kind of stuck. I said it as a joke and then it just kind of stuck. Um, so I just, I don't remember when I translate, I trans transferred that to be my gamer tag. Um, and then when I was thinking of starting a Twitch channel, I was like, all right, D flawless, you know, that's me. Um, so that's where the name came from. And then of course the diamond club just makes sense because it's, you know, diamonds, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of where that started. As far as, you know, what we're all about, um, as you can tell by the videos, we like to have fun. Um, we like to laugh and joke. We, we play uh, different videos and things like that throughout the stream. We have different pop-ups, pop-ins, characters um, that just kind of interact with the stream and chat. It's My goal for the channel is, is like the most interactive streaming experience you can have like a character will pop on the screen and like talk to you uh 
type of thing. So that's that's the vibe we go for. And and we we've been growing pretty, pretty consistently. So I'm excited for that. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. And you've been you've been doing some really awesome things on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube as well. I have noticed you've been posting on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really cool to see you grow. And honestly, I thought you were doing this for at least two, three years. I did not realize that you no. started literally <laughs> a year ago. That's amazing, my man. That's awesome. So E3 is right around the corner. And we have quite a few things that we have to be excited about this year with E3. What are you excited about for video games in this E3? So for me, this is kind of the first first E3 where I'll get to experience it as a content creator. So um, I'm just excited to see games that, you know, look like they will be a good fit for the channel and that people will enjoy. Um, and I just want to see what's new. We just, you know, we just got all our all of our next gen consoles. So I want to see, you know, how they push those uh, machines I can't think of a specific title that I'm excited for other than, you know, Final Fantasy Remake Part 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, no, you know, Integrate is coming out, but I want the, you know, I want the full release, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, just just kind of taking it all in and, and figuring out what we're going to be playing on the channel. Ratchet and Clank comes out a day before E3, uh, the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll definitely be checking out Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I am excited to see what uh, what we see with Halo, of course, with Halo Infinite coming out this year. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, a huge yeah. one. Yeah, that I want to see. I want to see what they've done since the reveal last July when it <laughs> it showed so poorly, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, the game has evolved. And I'm sure Xbox has been doing quite a bit of work with 343 with developing the game and making changes to it. I know that they are fairly responsive to the gaming community. So it's going to be interesting to see what we get from them, but also Nintendo. Nintendo has been fairly quiet. We know that Pokemon uh, is coming out with a new game this fall and early next year. We know that Mario Golf is coming, but we have some unannounced things that we haven't really heard much about. Uh, we also have Breath of the Wild 2, and we have new hardware from Nintendo that hopefully we'll hear more about later tonight. Yeah, the, as uh, the Switch Pro. The show. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a really interesting uh, E3, and uh, I'm a little bummed that Sony isn't going to be there because i was really hoping to learn a little bit more about the psvr 2 that's been uh, talked about so that's going to be really interesting but other than that uh yeah um maybe donkey kong will come out with a new game i know shadow price has been really eyeing the new metroid game that has been kind of quiet so i'm a huge metroid fan yes from, from them yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really cool. E3, you know, we have new consoles that are out. And I know Shadow Price and I both have the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Um, I know 
that uh, D Flawless, you mentioned that you have a PS5. Now, do you have an Xbox Series X as well? I do. Uh, okay. I have all the right. next gen consoles, so we're okay. We'll be okay. ready for whatever comes out. We got That's a real awesome. gamer. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have Game Pass for your Xbox? I do. Funny funny story nice. about that is I get my Xbox and I'm like I'm setting it up, and I'm you know, so oh, I need to get Game Pass, and lo and behold, I've been playing for Game Pass for what feels like over a year without even realizing it, without an Xbox and without even having it. So, you know, yay me. But yeah, I do have Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great value. Like, you get so many games, like, to play. Like, it's just yeah, like, sure. it's like $10 a month. I mean, so it's like, I mean, the ultimate's like 15 but it's, you get, like, you can play on PC, too. You can, you can mm -hmm. play it on your Xbox, and then you can transfer that over and play on PC as well. So it's, it's a really good deal. Maybe that's why I got it. I, I don't know why. I, I don't, it, or yeah, I, maybe I got it for the PC. I can't remember. I was like, man, why do I have Game Pass? I don't have an Xbox. Um, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. a great deal. <laughs> you have all the EA games too and everything if too. You on think that. About yeah. it, if you think about it, Game Pass is like the ultimate value. It's what we dreamed about having 10, 20 years ago, but like we had to pretty much go to Blockbuster and rent like a game yeah. at a time. And here you yeah, have yeah. access to all these games i think we're living in a society where you're getting just video game overload where you're getting way too much now with you know humble bundle and game pass and you know dude and i'm such a sucker too because it's like they, yeah not only that they have these like uh retro consoles and things like that mm -hmm. like they have this Evercade thing that I'm interested in because I like a lot of these old arcade games and they have the, this little system. It's going to have a cartridge with like, like 10 or 15 games on them from the arcade. And yes, I pre-ordered it because I'm a sucker. And so I'm going to have that showing up in November, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. I'm actually waiting for my uh, analog pocket. I'm kind of excited because mm, I hear... I really wanted one of those. Really good yeah. emulation device uh but yeah it's there's there's a lot it's it's a gamer month you know june is an exciting month for us gamer christmas <laughs> gamer christmas and rip the wallets too because i mean with new hardware coming out and all the games man it's gonna be a fun time but uh moving on to a slightly different topic d flawless you are from a place where they have the very best food in the world I'm talking New Orleans, Louisiana. We have comfort food that is the very best. I'm curious, what is your favorite food? Oof. Uh, that's a tough question because there's so much. Um, as far, if I had to pick one, I mean, if we're talking New Orleans cuisine, uh, my mom objectively makes the best gumbo in the world. I was thinking that uh, gumbo, mm. jambalaya, you got all that yeah. good stuff done. Uh, right? yeah. And Thanks. it's it's cliche because it's my mom, but I've I'm I'm very critical person. And if it wasn't good, I'd be able to tell you. And I've tasted just about every gumbo there is, and my mom makes the best gumbo. So um yeah, gumbo. That is not an easy food to bake either. Like, no, it, it's a it's usually an all day process. Yeah, like, you, you have to have the right ingredients and, you know, the, the you can make a quick gumbo, but to make it like good and, you know, mm -hmm. you, you got to take some time with it. Yeah, it is definitely a, a skill. For sure, that's that's awesome. 
yeah, I think for me, my favorite food is sushi. Although here in Florida, we haven't had the best sushi, surprisingly, because I would think because we're by the water, we'd have water. <laughs> better quality sushi. But, you know, it hasn't quite been the case. But uh, New York has pretty amazing sushi. And Vegas, if you ever go to Vegas, oh, man, you'll find some quality, sushi? quality sushi in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because if you go to Vegas, they don't really hold back. They pretty much get the best ingredients, the the most experienced chefs. Like you get five star cuisine and you go and oh, yeah, like, everyone wants to work in Vegas. Exactly. It's the place to be, really. So I got to ask, how did you get started with TikTok of all the platforms that you could have chosen? be on why was tiktok the place to be yeah so it's it basically just goes back to kind of what we talked about before just trying to get my name out there um trying to grow an audience from scratch started on twitter um and a couple of people uh amaze and anubis king allen a lot of a lot of people um helped or encourage me to get into to do more TikToks. So I didn't have a TikTok for the longest time. I was like, all right, let's try it out. You know, it's got good discoverability, yada, yada, yada. I made it in the first, and I just started uploading past videos that I had already made on Twitter. Um, and then I got to the point where I was like, all right, so let's make some TikTok exclusive stuff. Um, and then one of the first videos I made for TikTok, uh, kind of blew up unexpectedly and it almost didn't happen. It was a, it was a day I was still working at my old job. We normally didn't work on Sundays. So Sunday was a stream day. I had to go into work this Sunday and I was like, all right, I want to put something out today. And I put out the, uh, the video, the, the, we like cake video. And next thing you know, I'm at work and like, all right, let's see what it's doing. And it's blown up. You know, Dr. Lupo commented on it and a couple other big names, retweeted it and shared it and i was like holy cow um and then from there i was like all right guess i gotta make more tiktoks <laughs> so i just kind of kept the kept the ball rolling after that that's that's pretty <laughs> awesome and yeah i mean your your videos are just hilarious now i i gotta ask does it take you a while to produce your videos because you mentioned that some of these videos are just like quick and dirty and they're easy to make right like but the quality is so awesome so like do you yeah do you ever so, take a while or how does that work yeah sometimes sometimes a video like the um the probably my two favorite videos are the two kind of like training montage videos that's an all-day thing because uh you know the first one i'm running around new orleans got to get these shots and all that stuff. So, you know, that's an all day affair and then I have to edit it. Um, so they usually take at least an hour, um, usually about two hours, but sometimes they can definitely take more than that. They can take all day, um, for one minute of content, <laughs> but it's, it's something I like to do. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And it's, totally worth it. Cause the quality is so freaking good. Like you're just so funny. And how do you come up with this? It's so freaking good. Uh, it's so, so good. 
Yeah, some of them I just, it's just ideas I've had floating around in my head for a while and then something will kind of push it to the front. Like I'll I'll be in somebody's Twitch channel and, and something crazy will happen. I was like, oh, I bet I can make a video off of that. And sometimes, yeah, it's, it's just me and a camera and, and it's just about the editing. So there's, you still have to get the editing right. Um, so those are quicker. Um, you know, it's really just more so about the, the dialogue. Um, but yeah, the ideas just kind of come. And also like, like I, like I was telling y'all before we started, I'm a deeply disturbed individual. So I got, I got a lot of crazy ideas floating around in my head. <laughs> and some of them just happen to be funny enough to put on TikTok. So. <laughs> well, you are, you are definitely a brave man. <laughs> I will tell you that. Oh man. So if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Um, hmm. So I would probably go uh, back to Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I went there once um, on a trip many years ago. And it was just awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably just go back to Hawaii and, and never leave and just live in Hawaii. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I at but at one point one of my friends wanted to move to Hawaii and he almost convinced me to move to like Pahoa, but then like I realized it was gonna be really hard to get deliveries out there. Oh because yeah. <laughs> you know, like things aren't just readily available like I'm used to out here. Uh and uh circumstances it's so peaceful, man. It's just ah, oh, it's just mm. so great. I love it. I would I would really enjoy having the warm climate. I think for me, having like warm weather and not dealing yeah. with just cold. Uh, I don't no, like it wasn't cold. even that hot because it's not humid, though. It's like, yeah, it gets hot. But like, you know, Louisiana, we're we're humid. So we're just hot and wet all the time. Yep. I'm in Florida, so I know I know how you feel. <laughs> you know, I'm, how Alexandria for three months. Uh, by, yeah, um, so you know, yeah, you yeah. know, Hawaii is more like a dry, um, there's tropical, a breeze. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's the island breeze, so it doesn't mm -hmm. feel bad even when it's hot. Mm -hmm. Top three games of all time. Ooh, top three for me. Um, hmm. So this may be controversial. Uh, my favorite game is Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Ooh, okay. okay. It's up there for me. <laughs> um, Shadow Price will agree. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I give that the number one spot, but in my mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. It's tied with Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X. I really love X. Um, but if you make me pick one, I'll pick Final Fantasy VII. The story is um, so good in seven. Yeah. From uh, then, there's a link to the past. Another really good one. Yeah. Awesome game. Great game. Kind of introduced me to something other than sports games, and it's and it holds up well too. Oh yeah. Um. Hmm. What's the number three spot though? It's that's tough. Top three games. It's it's got to be like a, they're all going to be somewhat retro game. Uh, it's I'm sure that. it's 
you know, I'm sure it's some sort of Mario title, but it also could be a Pokemon title. I think Pokemon uh, Gold, was it? Uh, the one where you get the... Um, where the uh, where it had the two uh, the two zones you can go to. Which one was that? Was that gold? Yeah, it was uh, gold and silver. Yeah, yeah there's gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gold maybe silver, that. Yeah. Maybe that one. I mean, that was that was a great game. So, are you um, pretty excited about Diamond and Pearl coming out as oh, a remake? Oh yes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't and wait. Too. And yeah. yeah. And we have the new ones coming out too. We're getting a lot of Pokemon be, this year. <laughs> we're going to be in uh, partaking of a lot of Pokemon soon. It's the 25th anniversary of it. So, Is yeah. it really? Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the original Pokemon. I was in junior high school at the time. Like, OG, Pokemon Red and Blue. I had Pokemon Blue. And we would literally stay after school and just trade Pokemon with our teacher. Like I had the link cable because you didn't have wireless internet at the time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've had some good times playing Pokemon. I think Pokemon is probably one of my favorite game franchises. And it's really it's good. so cool to be able to play it now, like all these years later. But it feels like in a way that it was meant to be played. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of. That's kind of really cool. Um, so will you be picking up a new Pokemon, um, the new Pokemon games that are coming out with uh, Diamond and uh, Pearl and Arceus? I'm probably going to pick up all of them. All of them. Okay. Love it. I usually Love buy it. both versions <laughs> because I make poor decisions. Uh, and, and I had... Well, I don't anymore, but I'll probably end up getting another one. Hopefully, I'll be able to get another one. I've usually had two, two of the systems, so like I would do that, and I would just trade with myself, like all the the Pokemon that I couldn't get on the version. So, I'll be checking all of them out for sure. I'm sure, Cornholio will get me to buy one of them. Okay, I'll, I'll convince him. Yeah. He always buys and, one, and maybe I'll take it out of the plastic. And maybe he'll maybe take it out can... of the plastic this time. <laughs> or maybe I can get my chat to buy another one and I can just trade with the chat. And go. that way I only have to buy one. Oh, I love it. That's, some of the perks. That's next level right there. <laughs> <laughs> some of the perks of Twitch. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I like that idea. I think that's a good idea. I support that decision. <laughs> good, good, good. That's great. Oh, man. So, man, I, if I would have to pick my top three favorite games i mean destiny has to be there because of how impactful the game has been in my life yeah uh so it would have to be on the list i don't want to be super cliche <laughs> and right? say destiny like, but it's, like, oh, it's definitely up there it is my favorite game it, it's definitely the game out of all the ones that i've listed that i've put the most hours in and it's in my top five for sure but you only let me pick three <laughs> so i'd have to put those classics up because you have to honor the ones that came before it absolutely right exactly, right, right. exactly. <laughs> gotta honor the past yeah yeah see like for me i would probably have to say either super mario world or like pokemon red or blue because i mean those are the games that really got me into video games like where i am today mm -hmm. um but destiny is on that list breath of the wild i mean and it's like 
I don't know what happened to me, but I completely missed Ocarina of Time when that came out and Same. all of the other Zelda games. So it's like I have some catching up to do. But as of right now, I would say Breath of the Wild is up there for me as like my top my top five for sure. I think you know what mine is my favorite is um i would say metal gear solid is probably your favorite, favorite game yeah which metal gear yeah solid is my dude favorite. like i love metal gear solid that was just an amazing amazing <clears throat> game metal gear solid is my favorite ocarina of time is number two i almost and, did metal gear solid <laughs> and final one. fantasy 7 is number three yep yeah that's nice yeah i skipped ocarina i loved metal gear that was i was debating when you asked me should i say metal gear but i don't know i just feel it. it's such a a hard question when you start really thinking about all the great games you know yeah just just the cinematic story that was in it with kojima like yeah you know, it was so good yeah you know and i'm curious about hideo kojima and you know everything that he's doing what do you both think about death stranding as diehard metal gear solid fans I didn't play it. I, <laughs> I didn't play it. I didn't, I, I didn't play it. I didn't watch anybody play it. It did not seem like my thing. <laughs> I have it. It's in the plastic. When they do the update to the PS5, like when they update it on the PS5 to 60 frames, I will play it. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, actually, <laughs> I did pick it up on the PC, but I yeah, I need to make I need to make space so I can install it and then find the time to play. So I'm going through the steps, you know, and destiny is taking up all of my time it's gotta be soon they just did uh last of us 2 the update for that i would hope so but but, you know a part of me feels like they're not going to do that just because the relationship between sony and hideo kojima isn't as great as it was before i think it's it's because of that game that's why. Well, yeah, because that game didn't do as well. Um, you're right. Well, they were expecting for that game to be like pretty much the thing that saves Sony, but it the wasn't. The next Last of Us or God of it War. It wasn't or whatever. the next yeah. Last of Us. You know, it yeah. was. It was a good game from what like people said, but it was a very div- you know d- divisive game. It though. was a very different game. Yeah. And if you are a diehard Metal Gear fan. I don't necessarily think that you're the primary demographic for that kind of game. And that's the problem yeah. with it. I think that he was he trying was to kind of do very different. Thing. And like, if you play it, you will really appreciate it for what it is. But you'll also realize it's very different than what you would expect from it. And I think that if you walk in with a certain expectation, you don't get that. That's why, you know people compare that game to being like a a FedEx delivery driver, you know, or like delivering (laughs) packages, you know, and I understand that, but I think there's a lot more depth to it than that. Yeah. I might watch a playthrough of it. It's just, to me, it's just so far behind. It's not, you know, it's kind of like almost irrelevant right now. You know, it's yeah. There's so many games. There's there's so so much to play. And like, we don't even know. Like we're gonna we're gonna know a whole lot more in the next couple of weeks, but right now we just don't even know yet. We don't right. know about the new Donkey Kong game. We don't know about <laughs> yeah. the new Metroid game. You know, we don't know a whole lot about the new Zelda Breath of the Wild. Hopefully, and the Switch hopefully. Pro, which hopefully we find out more about it tonight. Switch Pro is happening for sure. My body is Reggie. 
My body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's do this. I thought you said that on purpose. You said my body is Reggie. <laughs> I did say that on purpose. I'm glad oh, you called okay. that. Okay. <laughs> like, that's I miss fun. Reggie. I miss oh, Reggie. I miss Reggie. Yeah. I miss him. I hope he's doing Reggie, well. Reggie, give us mother three. <laughs> last last I heard he was at GameStop, but I don't know how that's all coming he, along. He's done. He, he, oh, is he, he done? Got, he oh, got man. out of that. <laughs> yeah. That was quick. He saw that sinking ship and oh, just man. <laughs> bailed. <laughs> so Deep Flawless, what's yes. what's your current meta in Destiny? What's what are your favorite weapons to use? What are your favorite mods? Um, I run a lot of weird builds. Um, I don't typically run the meta. Um, so like I use stuff like fusion rifles and, you know, I do last word sniper every now and then. Um, recently I've been really digging on triple grenade launchers in like nightfalls and stuff. Ooh, it's super okay. satisfying with breach and clear. Breach and clear. Um, so I, I have this nasty ignition code with uh, it's got one for all slide shot on it um, and proximity debt. So you just throw it into a crowd of enemies. They all blow up. And then there's uh, I have a truth teller with uh, blinding grenades and then, of course, anarchy. Um, and it's just super fun. That's kind of that's what we were doing on stream today. Just running nightfalls and I was rocking my triple grenade launcher build. Um, as far as PvP, I just kind of I I'm constantly changing weapons in PvP, so I don't really have a PvP meta. Um, but you know I do it if I had to fresh default, for you. Anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, you'll yeah. you'll very rarely just see me just running the same loadout, you know, day after day. Like I kind of get bored with them, so I was like, all right, time time to change it up. And uh, my clanmates kind of make fun of me for that, but you know what? It's about having fun, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you there because for me, especially in PvP, I like to experiment with different weapons because I feel like sometimes I'm using sidearm and I'm doing really good with it or a shotgun and mm -hmm. it might not be something that I'm used to. The only thing that I don't use in PvP is a sniper rifle because I'm really bad with snipers and it's just not a good experience. Like, I'm usually bottom of the list. <laughs> Me too. I don't know what it is. I can't snipe. Like, I, I try to snipe, but I feel like I'm too slow. By the time I, I get the guy's head zoomed in, I, I'm dead. Like, I, I don't get a chance. To me, it's just the re it's the most rewarding thing in a game to do is just to just hit snipe one shot, snipe, line it up. You know they weren't expecting it, and then boom, they're down. It's just, oh, I love sniping. Yeah, it is, it is rewarding. <laughs> it is totally rewarding when you when you can get it, for sure. When you get that no scope with the no land beyond, when the guy's jumping oh, yeah. at you. Nice you want to see me freak out i just <laughs> if i hit a six snipe i'm just like oh my god clip it clip it clip it yeah <laughs> yep. so the flawless who inspired you as a content creator oh gosh so many people um i draw a lot of inspiration from a lot of um you know if you if you look at my stream you'll see a lot of uh, inspiration from Dr. Disrespect, but also people like uh, True Vanguard, um, you know, Goth, uh, a bunch of 
a bunch of people that I just kind of, you know, miss 5,000 Watts. I love the energy of her stream. Um, just a bunch of different people that, you know, glad, of course, it, you know, probably the hardest working man, one of the hardest working people uh, on Twitch in just terms of just like dedication and, and like being good at the game. So I have, I have a lot of inspiration um, and you'll probably see some elements of, of all of those people just kind of sprinkled in into my stream. So. Yeah. It's hard to like do all those things. It's like, be good, be entertaining. And also like, you know, just like be, in, you know, interactive, like with your audience and everything too, right. you know, it's like trying to do all those things, uh, juggle all those things at once. It, it's difficult. It's not easy. Yeah. So I, I lean more into the entertainment side. I'm, I'm not that good. So I just, <laughs> I got to compensate with the, the entertainment factor. Yeah. Well, you are one of the most entertaining guardians that, we have come across so you're definitely doing something right there <laughs> for sure and and yeah definitely you've named some really amazing amazing content creators out there some who have been our guests on the show which we have been very honored to have uh and really great creators who are doing some really great stuff in our community and that's what i love about destiny because i feel like Destiny has the strongest community of any video game out there. Oh, I don't, 100%. I don't know if there's any other video game that has a community that's so passionate about the game that is so... If you look at just Bungie as a company, like they do so much good for so many different causes, whether it be Make-A-Wish or... Um, what is that? Dangerous. Um, yeah, St. Yeah, Jude. CCX, St. Jude, the work they do. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the Destiny like, community is unmatched. Yeah, for sure. So, Deflawless, on that note, what's next for you? Where do you see yourself in, in the next year? Uh, hopefully, in the next year, um, we have been partnered for, you know, we'll be partnered and, and continue to put out great content and. My goal is to just make the most fun, interactive, unique experience on Twitch um, and keep putting out, you know, fun videos that make people smile and laugh because those are my favorite comments when people tell me how, you know, I'm able to brighten their day by putting out a silly little one-minute video. So I'll, we'll just keep doing that. Um, and then, of course, world domination. Um, but other than that, you know, just <laughs> just putting out the content, man. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we're so, so honored to have you here today. And thank you for sharing your awesome journey with our community and for sharing what you do and a piece of your um journey with us so we're really grateful for that so we're gonna dive into some more stuff here on the show we have season of the splicer it's here we've been playing it of course we have the vault of glass raid i've been grinding the vault of glass how have you guys been enjoying your vault of glass experience oh i love it um 
I've been doing some Sherpas, trying to do some more Sherpa runs, help people through. Um, it's just been, it's really fun. I love the nostalgia. I love the, the updated mechanics. Everything except Detain, I think, is great. Um, and I, I love the loot. I'm just thoroughly in love with it. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, I'm happy to have it back in the in Destiny, you know, in Destiny 2. And I think it translated really well into Destiny 2. Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't worried that I, I mean, I might have had a little bit of trepidation, but for the most part, I knew it was going to be good when it came in. And, and spoiler alert, it is. It's very good. <laughs> right. you know? And the updated uh, encounters are nice. And, uh, and you know, it's, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun to play it again. Like, I, I definitely want to keep doing it. And I want to go for the Fate Breaker seal. It's the one seal that I actually like have to have basically fate breaker yeah um i'm the same boat because you know i think they did a really good job with the vault of glass i think that they paid respect to the original vault of glass where it doesn't feel like it's a different raid but i think it's updated i think it feels you know a little bit fresh um i think some of the mechanics in the original vault of glass that seemed a bit easy they buttoned up and made it so that you have to use a little bit more coordination and skill. So I kind of like that. Um, the detainment, I think they could have maybe like gave you a little bit more of a heads up about it because I feel like sometimes it's like three, two, one, and now you're detained. And if you're not paying attention, then everybody kind of wipes and it's annoying you know it's not it's not fun but everybody just needs to be on point there right so it's not like a fun yeah. mechanic but it's like i get why it's there it just takes it's, so much away from the dps phase yeah uh, to kind it of, does. especially if you're running with new people because for whatever reason they just do not want to look at that yeah. <laughs> little corner and it's yep. like you have to check it's like they can't chew sure. bubblegum and walk at the same time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you know, and here's the other thing that I'm starting to kind of feel about the raid, and maybe you guys feel the same way, maybe you don't, um, but I feel like the encounters feel a bit easy, like the ads are, I don't want to say brain dead, but it's like, I I expect them to be a little bit more hard hitting, but it it's not, like you can melt bosses in one phase, it just feels a bit easy and maybe it's just me maybe like we're just getting in with really good groups but i feel like the challenge was greater in destiny one well, when you play through because well, we have class. more tools at, of destruction at our you know we uh, do disposal. have more you're right we have more tools of destruction whereas back then we had what green weapons you know blue weapons i mean we'd be we didn't have anything that was really and legendary really drop rate was so low back yeah. in <laughs> vanilla destiny. <laughs> yeah. So I think it goes back yeah. to, you know, the, the meta is different. I think that, you know, we are more powerful as guardians and in turn, the raid experience feels a bit easier than what I had in destiny one. I mean, even going back to Crota's end, right. Back in the day, like even having Gallarhorn and having all these weapons, even then still those enemies 
felt like they were hitting harder and you really had to like stay back and you know well, not here's the thing it, it's it's the first returning raid uh to come into destiny 2 yeah from destiny 1 so we pretty much know the mechanics mostly i mean yes there's a few different things but once you get it you got it you know so it's like yeah. what are they going to do for the hard mode that's coming out like uh in a few weeks here it's um, going to be interesting they can make yeah. the enemies harder you know i mean i think Which it's, I'm sure they will. it's going yeah. to be closer to the experience that we had when contest mode was was active i think if we imagine that but maybe like kind of an in-between to what we have now and what we had then i think that might be what hard mode is or more champions um, <laughs> Yeah, more champions definitely more <laughs> wyverns more wyverns oh gosh yeah, yeah, wyverns the cyclops, the cyclops will be avions. a little bit less forgiving <laughs> yeah like uh, and it's funny we struggled in that first encounter on day one i mean just in the beginning uh spire phase it took us a couple hours to actually get past that i think it we, was the yeah. It was the Cyclops because, I mean, they were just one shooting. Like, you couldn't even get up to the plate. Trying to manage it. You know, it was just a lot of pain. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I also think part of it was, like, we didn't have the most optimal build. Like, if we had the maximum yeah. recovery and we had all the right mods, I don't think we would have struggled as much. Like, watching YouTube videos of day one clears i think that it's manageable as long as you really have the right stuff equipped it's kind of like doing a grandmaster nightfall right you're not going to get it completed if you're just going to go in with a random set of weapons and armor you're just not going to do it but if you have the right spec it's not as hard yeah yeah i don't mind it being super hard and difficult and requiring certain things you know uh it'd be nice if it was able if you were able to use any loadout but you know the the thing with grandmasters is that they rotate so you're not always using the same thing whereas if you do that with a raid it can kind of get stale pretty quickly if you have to use the same thing every time you want to run the raid you know yeah yeah oh no for sure and you know they keep things feeling fresh i like that you know i actually enjoy having a little bit of a challenge rather than having everything feel the same all the time it's boring you know so i do like that um the other interesting thing about the vault of glass that i found is that there were three weapons that were missing from the vault of glass we have the praetorian <laughs> the praetorian foil the atheon's epilogue and the praedith's timepiece mm -hmm. all three weapons were missing why do you guys think Bungie did not include those weapons in the rotation. Uh, well, I kind of think maybe they'll release for Master. Okay. For the Master version. That's just the, the hunch that I have. Other than that, I, I have no idea why they wouldn't yeah. include them. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of any reason why they would, wouldn't include them. It, it, if they don't include them, like, during Master mode, I, I would say bring them next season, you know to keep it fresh you know three three of the returning weapons you know back you know like that, that just didn't come in for whatever reason like this time you know a reason to keep playing the raid basically yeah 
Now, the Praetorian foil is a is an energy weapon, correct? Mm-hmm. It was in where, D one. Yeah, it was a special weapon. Um, whereas Atheon's epilogue was a primary, correct? It was yeah in D one. It was a primary void. A primary. Yeah, until in, until Age of um, Triumph came, and there was two versions. There was the legendary version, which was just a, you know, no burn on it, and then the exotic that had the the void burn, but it was in the primary slot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it would make sense for them to release those weapons as master night uh, master raid rewards uh this season i honestly think next season we're probably going to get a different raid if you look at the way that everything's laid out on the director you could see there's like a legends section now and it seems like anything that's part of like a raid next next season i think so i think maybe we'll get you know king's fall I think that's coming in in Witch Queen. I mean, maybe. I, I, just, maybe. I just think that lines but, but, up. But here's the thing. I, I kind of disagree with you because I think the Witch Queen is not going to bring that raid. It's going to bring its own raid. Right? Well, yeah, it's going to bring its own raid, but then unless, later unless in the season. Unless we get it after, but. That's what, what I think is going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen. Check this out. What if. What if King's Fall comes back right before Witch Queen to introduce the story of the Witch Queen? I mean, that could, that could happen, too. Right? Yeah, I that, could see that. That, could, that would be interesting, I think. Yeah. But you know what I could see come next season? Instead of a raid? Prison of Elders. The return of Prison of Elders. That's what, yeah. that's what I, that's what I yeah. could see come, come back. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, you know? I think there's kind of halfway there because, I mean, they brought back a strike that pretty much brings back sections of the Prison of Elders. So, I mean, it's not that crazy yeah but i think that would be a great thing for them to bring back absolutely i i I don't know why i always mention it i just i i'd like that activity and and i thought they got the loot pretty good in that you know like it was and had rotating bosses and things like that that that's what was cool about it and you could farm it too like you could farm like the level 28 version for mm-hmm. d- different weapons and things like that. But Shadow Price really enjoyed week one the most. That's what yeah. was like really the most fun. Yeah. You're in there for like six or seven hours. Against like Skolas? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Man, Skolas was something else. I yeah. you know what? I feel like I did not give the game enough credit during that time because I was too upset that there was no raid. I think Bungie and you company, and a bunch of other people, <laughs> they were dealing with, you know, the fact that, wait a minute, we were expecting a raid and you guys are not giving us a raid. We're getting this instead. What? You know what it was? Uh, Cause you got the, you got Vault of Glass and Vanilla. Yeah. You got Crotazen and Dark Blow. People just expected a raid to come in House of Wolves. Yeah. You know, right. that was. <laughs> but I think, you know, ultimately it was not fully sustainable. And here we yeah. are. Um, so did you guys get any good rolls on any of your weapons from the Vault of Glass? Not the God well, roll. <laughs> I didn't get the God roll. God. I got a Firefly, but I didn't get the Firefly explosive, uh, you know, outlaw one. Yet. Yeah, that's that's the one that I want. I want yeah. the classic Favoringer roll. 
Mm-hmm. Um, still no Vex. I have a few decent Fate Bringers and a couple nice Vision of Visions, um, and a really nice corrective measure. Um, but none of the. Uh, I like that you can get Firefly on just about all the weapons too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool. I'm liking my Hez and Vengeance too. Actually, uh, I got Overflow on mine, so oh, nice. it, it gets. I can't. I can't remember if it gets three in the tube. It definitely gets two um, with the overflow. I think it gets three. I, I think it's gotten three before when I reloaded it or when I picked up ammo, I mean, afterwards. Yeah, so I got a um, Vision of Confluence with Firefly and Killing Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got a really good Fadebringer. Um, I got a bunch of Fadebringers. One has Firefly and Killing Wind. Um, I got one like that. I got one like yeah, that. Yeah, I have too. that rule. Yeah. I have, man, I have so many because I've been pretty much using all the spoils that I had to try to get a god roll. But uh, I'm getting good rolls, but I'm not getting god rolls. The one that um, I think it was Asked Across was talking about it. It was with Frenzy and Rewind Rounds or firefly and rewind rounds something like that um but it was a pvp roll and i did get that for uh fate bringer um i also got a uh pray that's the sniper rifle uh pray that's revenge revenge yeah. snapshot that's what you want <laughs> uh, so that was that was cool and i got my vex mythic class I got it on my oh, second one, which was just dull. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I still don't have it. It's a repeat of D1. I probably won't get it for two months, just like it was in D1. <laughs> <laughs> that gun has always found a way to elude me. Like, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, no, it's I got really lucky and it was really funny because as soon as I got that weapon, I flew into orbit and a big pop up came up saying, hey, you should buy this ornament for the Vex. And I'm like, yes, I should buy this because I never get this lucky in the game. So thank you, Bungie. You made this awesome raid. So I bought the ornament for the. uh, Weapon also, because I was very excited at the time that I finally got it. Um, It's not as good in the Crucible as I expected, so they they balanced it a little bit better this time around. Um, and right now I'm working on the catalyst. I did do the, the whole mission that you have to do. You have to kill like a sequence of oracles in the vault of glass. And that's pretty much how you unlock the catalyst for it. Cool thing. Um, do you guys remember the, the mission for the, Whisper of the, the, black, the Whisper mission. Yeah. How mm-hmm. he, there was like this portal where you could see into the vault of glass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So when you do that quest line to get that catalyst, one of the steps is to look through a portal in the vault of glass. And when you do, you get to see the other side of that mission. So it's like it was designed that way. So Bungie is always cool. putting out the breadcrumbs, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're so good. They all they they intended on bringing this raid back like all along, you know. Oh, for sure. Just, 
they were just waiting for the right opportunity. Like that that was the foreshadowing and those that was when that whisper mission when we saw through that portal and you could see on the other side it was the vault of glass. You know. So I mean, they have a method to their madness and you know that's how I feel. <laughs> so um on the topic of the vault of glass, did anybody cheese Atheon or the gatekeeper? <laughs> no. Oh, this, like stuff like that. <laughs> I I don't like those types of cheeses. Like the the Prometheus lens, okay, that's fine, you know. But just straight up just yeeting the boss off the map. That's not something that I like to do. <laughs> now yeeting each other off the map. That was fun. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> we we I might mean, have partook in that, like the the night of, because we we, we just, tried. I mean, yeah. we tried. No shame in my game. We tried. <laughs> um, it was fun, and actually, I think it was more fun than actually playing the raid because we pretty much fucked around for like an hour and just threw each other's around the entire sandbox. Like that was kind of cool. Like you know, that that makes Destiny fun and special to me, right? Like that's part of the fun, is to. You discover Find the fun. Ways to like, discover like the ways cave. to just like yeah. Yeah. beat the boss in a funny, funny way that you just like who came up with these things? Like it still amazes me how people find these glitches and these It's like, crazy. It's always like in the first couple of hours, too. Oh my jeez. Well well, you got that's the thing, is you got so many people playing it at the that time. So of course something's gonna get discovered, right? You know, because everybody's trying stuff, you know. So it's like, hmm, let, let's try this. Let's see if we can get this to work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty it's uh pretty interesting. But um sad news about the cheese. It has been patched. So no cheese for you. <laughs> no, no more cheese. No more cheese. Mm -hmm. So now we have to do everything legit. And uh on the topic of doing everything legit. We also have the expunge and override missions, and this week is a little bit of a juicy one. We got some really cool lore with a cutscene uh, happening this week. What do you both think about the expunge missions that we're getting each week? I think they're pretty cool. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, it's jumping. I, I I don't mind jumping. You know, in the game, like I played a lot of Mario, so I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I can do it. I'm used to it. So, and Bungie likes to throw it in there, like every season, like some jumping puzzles and things like that. I'm embedded with the shooting and stuff, so I, I don't have a problem with it. I like it. I, I like the environment. It's kind of cool. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm a big fan. I love the story that came along with it this week. Hopefully, they continue to do stuff like that all season um yeah I, I love the jumping mission i love the rotating boss love the story um pve has just been like a, a 10 out of 10 for me this season so i'm, I'm digging it there's been a lot of dialogue this season it seems like like yeah you know from all from the fallen characters in saint 14 and you know uh lakshmi uh ikora ray you know all those characters are involved in it this season so i really like yeah how they've delivered the the narration like this season yeah i i do like the override missions um that we're getting they're challenging for sure um 
I'm not the greatest at jumping puzzles, so it definitely gave me a challenge to do them each week. Um, especially the one under 10 minutes from last week. That was a really hard challenge. I mean, Shadow Price knows the first time we tried to do that mission, like it took us over an hour. Like it took forever to do it, but we ended up by getting it done fairly quickly um, the other night, right before the reset. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm also really enjoying the uh, uh, what is it? The expunge missions or the 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 six person activity. I, I oh, think yeah, that's yeah, really the cool override. One. Yeah, the expunges. Yeah, expunges the jumping puzzle mission. Okay, so I, I mix them up. Yeah, yeah. So the overrides, uh, I do enjoy it. Um, I kind of feel I wish the rewards were a little bit more special. I wish I wish there was something there for me to be excited about. Kind of like how you know when you play the Nightfalls and you get plug one or you get a shadow price. I wish there was a weapon in that activity that got me excited like that. You know, whether it be a dedicated exotic that drops from it. Just something a little bit more where. I have a reason to play it. Aren't that bad. Like the, that, that pulse rifle grid skipper is actually pretty good in PVP. Um, okay. Yeah. And the uh, what is it? The ignition code. If you get a good roll on that, that's good, too. Oh, yeah. Ignition code. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, um, really good. I hear a lot of people. And, and the that. auto rifle chroma rush is actually really good too uh it's yeah. got it's in the sweet spot i think uh what is it or is it the 600 is it a 600 rate of fire it might be a 720 actually but it, it still does pretty good in like pve and pvp i've used it in both and um it's uh it's decent yeah yeah i know definitely um so yeah so i mean there's there's some really good stuff in this season and of course we have the vault of glass and we're not even halfway done we have the fate breaker title that we're working on um i know that we have the master night not master nightfalls the master raids that are going to be coming out and the challenges that are coming out for the raids so i'm really excited to to, uh, dive into that and get the adept weapons um and also i have to get all of my armor from the vault of glass so that i can make it permanent using the new system. So yeah, that's definitely on that. my agenda. Yeah. yeah, that's that's going to be a thing this season. But plenty of time to do that. So, you know, we got time. And hey, Lakshmi came back this season in a pretty big way. We yeah. have Future War Cult uh, making its big return. We got some new Future War Cult weapons that returned. And some story things that we're not going to quite talk about, but we do have some data mined information about Lakshmi and the future war cult. So lots of lots of stuff happening this season. Yeah, um, I think uh, the with the return of Lakshmi this season, we could see possibly uh, Arak Jalal from Dead Orbit maybe return yeah. back in one, no, either next season. Or even the uh, the guy from New Monarchy. I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, uh, that guy <laughs> too. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that them bringing back Future War Call sets a precedence to return those other characters to kind of give them closure. But I think that 
Bungie kind of came out and said that they weren't really going to be focusing on factions and it doesn't really seem to be the direction they'll be moving. I like this direction better though, because you're including them in the narrative. And yeah, you know, I think I think it well we're also it... giving them closure because I think a lot of Destiny fans, especially if you were a veteran player, you know, you have been asking about, you know, factions and faction wars and trying to incorporate that into what we're doing today. It makes sense um, though. Though bring in bring in you know, Lakshmi back, the future war call, she can see into the future, basically. Yeah. So she knows what unfortunately could happen, you know, with us allying with Mithrax and things like that, you know, like uh, she's seeing like a premonition, basically. So, or having a premonition, more like. So are we talking about that? I mean, I have a theory on that. Yeah, <clears throat> go ahead. I think she's going to do the whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing. I think whatever war she sees, she's going to be the one who started it. And um, mm-hmm. because she's, uh, she's kind of being a butt this season. And as a long-time future war Yo, cult... Super buzzkill, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I need Lashley yeah. to chill. Um so I think she's going to cause whatever conflict she has seen the vision of. Uh, that's a yeah. That's, that's a really that's good. A, uh, that's a very interesting uh, take on yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I think uh, I think this season overall has the potential to go in so many different directions. Like it's very interesting to me. Um. And yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's going to be really cool to see how she plays a role in the overall climax this season and the conflict that we're fighting right now and how everything gets resolved and where she fits in all of this. I think that's going to be really interesting. And uh, of course, Mm -hmm. in addition to the story so far, which is great, especially this week, if you haven't had a chance to play through the expunge mission, definitely highly recommended this week. And of course, we have the Crucible, and we're going to talk about the Crucible in just a little bit in greater depth. Of course, we have Iron Banner coming back. That was mentioned in the Bungie weekly update. Um, we got some stasis nerfs today. Um, D Flawless, have you had a chance to play Crucible since the uh sandbox changes came out uh we played around with it a little bit today um probably spend some more time with it tomorrow um but there's definitely a lot less stasis on the map which is good and you're seeing a lot more variety seeing some um some subclasses that you haven't seen in a while the one thing that i did feel in the short time of playing is that there's a lot more scout rifles and people kind of just hanging back now. So I'm curious to to see if that's the way the metal will go, but that's, that's kind of what I've noticed today. Are scout scouts more viable right now? I I like scouts. Yeah. It certainly seems that way. I've, I died to more scouts today than I have in a while. Nice. I mean, not nice that you died. 
to the to the <laughs> scouts. But I, it's just nice that the scouts have, uh, you know, come back into play more because I feel like they were very underutilized for the longest time. And trace rifles too. Has been seeing a lot of trace rifles. Yeah. We did actually get a hot fix today. And uh, funny thing, I was playing Destiny today. I was in a raid, and I thought we were good. You know, I didn't realize they were going to do maintenance, but they did. We got a notification that we were going to get kicked out. We were literally on the third phase of Atheon, and buddy got mm-hmm. revoked. <laughs> oh rip! <laughs> so, uh, dream. But uh, we did get a hot fix in that inconvenience that Cornholio had to face. We got Destiny 2 hotfix 3.2.0.3. A slew of changes and updates. Uh, you cannot cheese the encounters anymore. So I'm just going to come mm-hmm. out and say that first. If you like to cheese Atheon, um, you can't do it anymore. You can try, but you're going to waste your time. So learn to do it for real this time. Go watch a video and uh, you can do it, Guardians. We believe in you. So we have several things that Bungie mentioned in the patch notes for Hotfix Update 3.2.0.3. First thing they talk about is free roam, and they mentioned the following. They added an energy barrier to the Scavenger's Den Lost Sector on EGZ, while on Legend or Master difficulty, to prevent skipping most of the encounters. Well, I didn't know about that. If I knew about that, I would maybe skip a few encounters, but I guess you can't do that anymore. So there you go. The Empty Tank Lost Sector on a Tangled Shore now rewards the correct exotic gear in line with the other Lost Sector's reward rotations. So if you are getting incorrect drops from the empty tank, you should be good to go right now. Uh, We did, of course, mention the raid. The raid has several things happening. With fixes and updates, we have the Vault of Glass armor mods now appearing in the collections tabs. Thank you. They weren't appearing. Um, so nope. yeah, I, I do remember you were that. getting stuff and I was like, okay, yeah, where, I remember where is it? I remember that. But it's like, where is that stuff? Because I'm not seeing it. So like, I wonder if this is retroactive, because if I already got the stuff, does it? Oh, yeah, yeah, now? I'm sure it is. I'm sure okay. it is. Yeah, yeah. It just there um, was it was just like a, probably a, you know, a bug. Why you couldn't see it before. A glitch in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They fixed an issue where players could kill Atheon by tethering supplicants as they self-destruct. I didn't know about that one. I didn't know about that either. I mean, I heard about that, but tethering you know, supplicants like on Atheon and it would just kill them. I, I wow, that's well. I, I want to watch a video of that because that just—it sounds like that would be an interesting missed thing opportunities, to watch. man. Man, I I'm telling you, this. yeah. Man, we should get notifications about these things ahead of time, not like after they patch these things. My goodness. They fixed an issue where players could kill Atheon in the future Venus portal before starting the encounter. What? Shadow Price, have you heard of that before? Oh, me? Ah, I mean, I may have heard of it, but. <laughs> oh, Shadow Price, that, that, that pretty thing. much tells the whole story. <laughs> That was a fun thing to watch. I I would kill myself just so I can watch him 
solo Atheon with like a million shots of the Hawk Moan. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was fun. It took a while, but like we all pretty much took breaks while one person killed him. Which usually it, it, that was Shadow Price. Yeah, it, it was we for science. We did it a couple times. It was for, for science. Bungie, <laughs> yeah. please don't ban Shadow Price or me for being a part of it. Uh it was for science. A couple times. Not more than that. They also <laughs> fixed an issue where players could break Minotaur shields in the Gatekeeper encounter by using Prometheus lens. What? I never heard of that. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> nope, never heard of that. What's a Prometheus lens? I've never heard of that either. Um, they also fixed an issue where the Aegis Relic, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Aegis Relic blocking so. ability was not continuously blocking damage. I'm glad they fixed that. I, I, I'm, I didn't realize that that was actually a, a bug that... You know, because I was like, you were inside and you were blocking, and it w- it would just stop it, the cooldown. It would just stop, you know, trying to block. And I'm like, okay, what's going on with this thing? It's broken. Yeah, so, we playing Shadow Price. We're like Shadow Price again. <laughs> we have to wipe because of you. So I'm, I'm glad they they I'm glad they addressed that and fixed it. Well, and now we don't have to blame Shadow Price for it. We also have gameplay and investment updates to armor. Path of the Burning Steps no longer grants a stack of its buff on becoming slowed by stasis, only when becoming encased. Uh, For the Star Eater scales, uh, they now correctly grant damage bonus while the player is standing in the Well of Radiance. The status icon for the Feast of Light now correctly scales up to eight times, Granting one stack per orb picked up. They also fixed an issue when calculating super bonus damage. Having four stacks of Feast of Light will grant a 55% bonus to super damage. And having a full eight stack will grant 70% bonus to super damage. For context, the original formula at the start of the season was at 60% bonus to damage at four stacks. So. They doubled it, kind of. Seems like they doubled it from four stacks to eight stacks and from 60% to 70% for the bonus. Um, They also had some updates to weapons. They fixed an issue where Roar of the Worm ornament for Whisper of the Worm's exotic geometry could disappear when walking against the walls. Okay. Uh, cosmetic. I haven't noticed it because I really haven't reused the Whisper of the Worms, so... I can't remember when I last used that weapon. (laughs) Right? I don't remember either. It's It's been a a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also have some bounty updates. They fixed an issue where projectile melee ability kills weren't counting towards progress for step four of the Iron-Handed Diplomacy quest. I had that problem, so I'm glad they fixed that. They also fixed an issue where the capture completionist triumph was not properly unlocking for some players. I did not have that problem. There are a number of fixes to abilities 
more specifically stasis um for stasis freeze they've reduced the duration of all non-super freezes versus players to 1.35 seconds thank freaking lord because let me tell you when i got frozen in the crucible it was just impossible to break out of it yeah um, they also reduced special weapon, heavy ammo, heavy weapon, and light ability bonus damage versus frozen players from 50% to 5%. Wow. That's, that's a big reduction from 50% to 5%. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, Stasis is very, it's, uh, seems <clears throat> definitely not as lethal. Yeah, well, it, it needed to be tuned though, so I mean, they, they definitely really needed, needed it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was overly broken, and I mean, it felt like you were just it wasn't fair, it was just breaking the crucible. So, I think these are all good changes that needed to happen. Um, we also have stasis slow, um, will no longer reduce weapon accuracy, it will now increase weapon flinch under fire it will no longer suppress uh class ability and air moves like icarus dash um there are some known issues the stormcaller's iron blink is still suppressed when slowed this will be addressed in a future update uh lastly uh reduced movement speed penalty while slowed is now at 20 percent um, so that has been nerfed as well, which is really nice to see. Um, we have some more updates here with this hotfix. The Whisper of Edron's Fragment. I'm going to totally mess that up. It no longer increases weapon damage after freezing, and it now increases weapon stability, weapon aim assist, mobility, resilience, and recovery after freezing. In addition, Whisper of Rhyme Fragment will no longer provide overshield while in Super. Uh, cold Snap Grenades. Um, Seeker will no longer target. Uh, uh, Seeker will no longer track targets after initial uh, target acquisition, increasing aiming duration before Seeker spawns from. Point three seconds to point eight one point five meters that is cut in half that's great uh and also just here for stasis overall uh we do have a few more things here for it's for the titan behemoth uh shiver strike will have reduced flight speed and first crucible a little bit more balanced with all of the abilities that we are able to have with our characters yeah yeah i'm i'm for it uh because it's just like you said it was taken over crucible you know it's like there was no other option but to use stasis you know you had to fight fire with fire you know it's like 
the light subclasses. Like the only ones that stood out that could battle against Stasis was like uh, you know, the warlock, um uh the uh what is it? The the wow, I, the Chaos Reach. Yeah. Chaos Reach for the Warlock and the Titan, um I don't know, would use the the uh the the slam or whatever the heck that is, the, the Superman thing. I forget what it, <laughs> yeah, I forget that, what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder Crash. Yeah, Thunder oh, Crash. Oh, yep, Thunder yeah. Crash. Yeah. Thunder Crash is so lethal against bosses. Like you can one phase pretty much any boss with Thunder Crash. With uh yeah, Curious of the Fallen it's Star. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. But I'm glad they're balancing it all this out in the Crucible because it is much needed. Um, we do have a couple more things here for ability updates with this hotfix. Uh, one more thing for Titans. We have the Glacial Quake. Uh, we'll be getting reduced heavy slam vertical freeze range versus players and reduced damage resistance from 50% to 47%. So slight reduction there, but still a pretty heavy focus on balancing for the Crucible. I think that's really interesting. For the Hunters, that's going to be really interesting for us because I know I'm a Hunter main. I know D Flawless is a Hunter main. Shadow yes, Price sir. is a Hunter main. So we're just three Hunters, and this is going to be relevant for us. For Withering Blade, we have reduced slow duration versus players from 2.5 seconds to 1.5 seconds. Reduced uh, Whisper of uh, Durance low duration extension versus players from two seconds to 0.5 seconds reduced damage versus players from 65 to 45 after one bounce reduced uh, further to 30 uh, reduced projectile speeds by 10 percent and reduced tracking after bouncing off the wall so overall reductions for withering blade for the hunter in the crucible in addition yep. to that, we have Winter's Shroud getting a few updates as well. Uh, reduced slowdown duration versus players from 2.5 seconds to 1.5 seconds. Reduced Whisper of Durance slow duration extension from uh, versus players from 2 seconds to 0.5 seconds. <clears throat> For Touch of Winter, we'll be getting Cold Slap, Cold Snap Seeker, no longer increasing movement speed, or travel distance. In addition to that, Cold Snap Seeker will now spawn a small stasis crystal on detonation. So we got some nerfs there, and Warlock is also not immune to this update. We do have some updates to the Warlock abilities as well. For the Penumbral Blast, we have reduced tracking and proximity detonation size and tracking versus players. Uh, reduced freeze radius versus players when impacting the environment from 2.7 meters to 1.5 meters. For the Ice Flare Bolt, we have Seekers now only chaining once when spawned from player shatter. Uh, lastly, we have Winter's Wrath getting several updates here with the um, hotfix. Freezing projectiles, uh, tracking strength now ramps down from 0 to 2 seconds on flight. And lastly, of course, we have some reward updates as well. Seasonal reward sources, including locked override chests, now correctly contain seasonal 
us armor items and have been updated to reduce the frequency of getting duplicate items. That's really great to see. Um, with the Iron Banner, we have the Machine Gun and Shotgun now dropping from Iron Banner Engrams. So if you have been saving your Engrams for the correct drops to spawn, uh, Iron Banner will be coming back very shortly. We will be talking about that in just a little bit. And um, what else do we have here for that? Uh, the Vault of Glass Director tool uh, tip will remain its pinnacle drop notification for classes that have not yet cleared the uh, activity each week as drops will still be available. So they did fix that issue. I think we had the problem where like we completed the Vault of Glass on one character, but then when you switched characters, it showed that you didn't have any pinnacle rewards available for you. So it's nice yeah. to see that that was clarified with the update. And also the Vault of Glass secret chests are now properly dropping Titan and Warlock armor. That's good to know because I was not aware that those chests were incorrectly not dropping those items. Um, some more things about the Vault of Glass. We have the Vault of Glass vendor purchase of the Templar package no longer occasionally drops incorrect weapons or armor. The Vault of Glass vendor purchase of the Templar package will no longer lock itself out due to incorrectly detecting if player had obtained all of its possible results for the current character. Uh, and lastly, in the Vault of Glass, the vendor purchase of Conflux, Gatekeeper, or Atheon packages now correctly grant armor when such results are rolled instead of getting nothing. So that's good too. Um, and then we also have a Bungie weekly update. Nothing too major there. Uh, but before we dive into the Bungie Weekly update, I did want to see if anyone had any burning thoughts on these changes and the hotfix updates that took place uh, earlier today, actually. A chance to test them out yet, but <clears throat> I, I'm, um, you know, hopeful for those changes. Feels like they've touch stasis enough to where it's not going to completely dominate in crucible uh anymore yeah <clears throat> i agree I, I played a little bit of crucible not a whole lot but it, it definitely felt that stasis was not running wild um so yeah you know i'll i'll dive into it some more see how it feels and you know probably wait for somebody more qualified than myself to <laughs> to say if the changes are enough i do feel like some things are still a problem like i don't i still don't think you should get frozen out of your super by something other than a super but i don't know if bungie can fix that but it it seems seems pretty good overall i'm happy with the changes. yeah yeah no i i agree i think that you know Ever since Beyond Light came out, I think that Stasis has been a major problem in the Crucible. So I think this update has been long overdue. Um, I think this is a first step to balance the Crucible to make uh, Stasis less rampant from how it is or has been. So I think these, these updates are all good. You know, I think for the most part, 
the fixes are targeting PvP. They did address a couple of PvE issues with the raid allowing you to cheese certain encounters. I don't have any problem with them fixing that. You know, I think that ultimately um, it makes the game fair for everybody where, you know, if one person actually completes the activity, like they get the drops that the other person gets and they have to do the same thing. Um, so I think it makes the game, you know, more fair. Um, but it was fun while it lasted. I'm sure Shadow Price had fun soloing Atheon uh, while we all grabbed snacks. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, but I'm glad they fixed it. So um, positive things from my end. Um, Shadow Price, do you want to dive into the Bungie weekly update and what we got today? I know we didn't get a whole lot. But we did get a few things in the Bungie Weekly Update uh, this week and a couple of announcements that will be giving us a few insights into the future of Destiny 2. Sure. Uh, this week is uh, Weekly Update is delivered by DMG. Um, he goes on to say, this week at Bungie, Mithrax told the Legend of the Saint. And... If you guys have had a chance to, you know, play the expunge mission this week, you're greeted with a pretty cool cutscene. I haven't played the mission yet, but I've seen the cutscene, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a real, really uh, interesting, like, you know, cutscene. <laughs> basically, like it, it makes you think differently about you know things. When it comes to certain characters, I guess. I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, some people haven't played it yet or experienced it. So if you haven't had a chance to get in there and, uh, you know, play that mission so you can see that awesome cutscene. Um, so next week we have Iron Banner coming back. Uh, we're going to get uh, Lord Saladin coming back to the tower to give us his... Uh, you know the weapons that we can we're still trying to chase like the uh reese walker uh shotgun and the um the, the archon's thunder machine gun i was only able to get one of each of those because i only did the quest once to get those guns and because it was bugged and it wasn't dropping from the engrams and things but they have since fixed it from what we just talked about earlier so will you guys be jumping in to iron banner next uh week for sure. I always enjoy Iron Banner. Um, and hopefully I'm able to level up um, so I can get Grandmaster ready. But uh, I'm also glad that they fixed the the little bug that was so now I can farm for a better shotgun. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, I'm going to play it um i'm gonna be playing it for slightly different reasons i'm not really chasing anything pinnacle um because i mean i'm pretty much max level on all three of my characters uh so i don't really have to do that but i do want to get a god roll weapon from the iron banner so it's an opportunity to do that but also like i have over a thousand iron banner tokens so i can probably turn in a ton of tokens and get some good weapon rolls that that way um and i have the quests that i have to complete for the season on uh two of my characters still so i will be working on that as well 
and I'm excited to maybe get some really cool Iron Banner armor because I do want to get an Iron Banner set and a Vault of Glass set, and I think those are the two that I will infuse into, like, the permanent whatever thing they have in the game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking to get better rolls of those guns, you know, and I have a bunch of tokens to turn into. Can I ask one thing? So. Where the hell is Nervin's Mercy? Like, please, Bungie. Nervin's <laughs> Mercy. Holder's um, Hammer. Please. Well, they did give us a machine gun. Uh, that kind of feels like Yolder's Hammer a little bit when you when you fire it. Um, so, I mean, it's nice that they did give us a new weapon. Yeah. Know, like two new weapons. Um, but yeah, more more of that, absolutely. More of that. Give definitely. us more. Just give us more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like if they can't give us those returning weapons, like you said, Nerwin's Mercy and um uh blanket on some of the other names for some reason. Right now there was uh there was a bunch of good Iron Banner weapons from D one. Oh, Ephrodite Spear. Like uh, you know, yeah, we did get this sniper. But it's no effort to eat spear, <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, it, this is a start, though. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And an Iron Banner will be starting fairly soon this coming Tuesday on June 8th. And it's going on until June 15th. Yeah. Corn could uh, he would probably want to get his Tormod's bellows back, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want my Tormod's bellow. Are you kidding? Oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Or Radagast Fury uh, yep. is another one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Bunch of pretty cool uh, Iron you're Bear. Throwing, you're throwing some OG names, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. Similar as Raph, Hackett's Hatchet. Like, they're coming to me now. Yep. You know, I'm starting to remember. <laughs> um. So looks like they're going to have another fashion show in uh, Destiny 2. You're going to be able to or earn a cool emblem for, uh, you know, showing your stuff in your, you know, your best uh, destiny. Uh, you know, how you dress up, you can submit a screenshot. So they, how do you want to, how, how do you enter? Here, here's how you enter into this contest. So the first step is you dress up. Throw together a mix of awesome armor and sweet shaders to create a set that you believe is a winner. Then what you do is you submit a screenshot. You snag a photo of your guardian and the guardian appearance screen showing your armor set and shader selections. Providing an additional picture of your guardian in the wild is not required, but may get you some bonus points. So remember that. Submit your photo on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag Splicer Fashion Show to enter. They'll be sharing the winners from June 7th to June 12th from the at Destiny the, at the Destiny the Game Twitter. If you win, one of our community managers will reach out so we can hook you up with a sweet emblem. If you need some help getting the creative thoughts flowing, they have some fun armor combos from a few developers who worked on the Guardian appearance system. And as you can see, uh, if you look at the uh, weekly update, there's a bunch of examples here of... Uh, the different developers showing off their best guardians. There's some pretty cool ones in there. So you can get inspiration from those and uh, come with uh, your best looking guardian. And uh, we'll see you on the runway, they go on to say. <laughs> so 
there's uh does anybody have any questions about that is anybody going to partake in uh dressing up your guardian to uh earn a sweet emblem i want i want to wear my vault of glass armor with chatter white like all white somehow yeah i think that would be kind of cool but what's I'm it called not, now bitter, bitter pearl i think it's that's that's what it's called right bitter it's pearl. always going to be chatter white to me or blacksmith but i can't get blacksmith anymore unfortunately yeah sad face yep womp, womp, womp. but i'm excited i'm actually going to participate this year and i'm going yeah, to I might turn in a turn in a screenshot i've never dressed my guardian up before but you know maybe i'll give it well, a shot too you got some time you, you definitely have time until june 7th to um, get your submissions in uh 7th to the 12th from it so i think it says right or, oh, yeah. or, do you, or do you have to do just oh, wait let's see we'll be sharing winners from june 7th through june 12th okay so yeah so somewhere in that time frame there yeah so it sounds like you have until june 12th to get your submission yeah. in absolutely uh so they got another uh patch we talked about this patch earlier uh, it went out the door and uh, it included the stasis tuning patch, but there was also a few bug fixes. They're tracking a few issues and uh, player support has the most up-to-date details. So there's a photosensitivity notice. And I don't know if you guys noticed when you logged in at any point that there is a prompt on the screen that says that uh, the game could uh, has in-game effects impacting photosensitive players. Um, and they appreciate everyone who notified us of those issues. The uh, in addition to an in-game notice was distributed this week, and they're working on it, adding a permanent notice as part of the end user license agreement or EULA, as well as adding notices to the sell text on the online stores when the game is distributed or where the game is distributed. Uh, they started looking into players reports and addressing issues related to specific effect combinations. And due to the complex nature of these changes, they're targeting a patch for later this year. They'll let players know when we have more to share, and we plan to use the knowledge from these fixes to refine our best practices moving forward. Uh, they've updated the teleporting enemies. Uh, as mentioned in the previous TWAB, they said, we've noticed that we've been noticing more teleporty enemies since the launch of Beyond Light. And that this past Tuesday, they tweaked the outgoing bandwidth limits that the servers use in order to provide more capacity for them to network data about what AI are doing to the players. They believe that this will reduce the significant source of AI teleporting across the game and that certain activities will still have some teleportation issues that will not be affected by this change. So some places in the game, you'll notice a lot less teleporting. Here's one that we're all interested in. Um, maybe mainly me, probably, uh, <laughs> PC performance update. Uh, since Beyond Light ship, players on PC have been experiencing less than ideal performance. Yes, me. And here's an update from our game performance team about the PC performance updates. Uh, the performance testing and optimization on PC is very complex due to the different combinations of hardware, software, and in-game settings. And then that, with the release of Beyond Light, they made some major engine changes. And uh, the, one of the unfortunate consequences was they weren't able to work from the office so they had to they were no longer able to access the pc compatibility lab 
to do the in-depth testing on the performance impacts of their changes. So they've been working on making improvements with every release since, but it doesn't always show up in the patch notes. And what, so what it means in practice is that they were making optimizations that seem to be effective based on internal tests, but they don't know if it'll they'll be more helpful more widely until they receive the feedback from their external partners, such as AMD, when you play the game. They said their performance is close to what it was from Beyond Light for some PC configurations, but because of the difficulty predicting how much each change will improve the performance, they're reluctant to promise a fix. So even though they are making regular performance optimizations, they're aware of it and they're working on them to, they're working on the problems to, you know, be able to fix them and they're optimistic about the future. Uh, so there was a quick update to the expunge rewards too. The new expunge activity was released players noticed that they weren't receiving pinnacle rewards that were highlighted in the seasonal calendar. The activity won't grant pinnacle rewards until the weekly challenge is added on June 15th, and they're updating their articles and calendar to reflect this better. So you should start getting pinnacle rewards uh, after, uh, starting on June 15th when you do the weekly challenge for that mission. Um, so, and then there's some more information about the hot fixes that we already discussed early, earlier. And there's some uh, known issues. Uh, we got the movies of the week. Uh, <laughs> it looks like somebody yeeted Atheon and put it in a video, so that's nice. Everybody can check that out and get a good laugh out of it. Uh, Bungie artists. And look at what we have down here. At the bottom of the TWAB, we have a nice screenshot from looks like something from the Witch Queen, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. A little teaser. That's interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think of this image? Uh, go for it. Now I'm gonna let you go first because you're you're the. Nah, I, I, <laughs> it, it looks. I'm excited. Uh, anytime we can get a glimpse of what's to come, I love it. So, I love the. I'm sure people make all kinds of theories based on that, and you know, to me, it's just like, oh, that's a cool hunter. And you know, I'm sure Bife will make like a 30 minute video yeah, about yeah, why it's so important. Say half hour video. Yeah. Just, this picture. <laughs> Just this picture. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we've seen this armor before. They've teased it. They've teased it in another TWAB before, actually. It was either in a TWAB or it might have been in the uh, uh, roadmap or, or a state of the game thing or something. We've seen this armor before. So, but um, I, I have some thoughts on this. Um, and I think okay. this is very interesting because in a way it doesn't tell us a whole lot, but in a way it does, because if you look at the background, you could see a lot of greenery. You could see that it looks like a forest. So I envision us being in a place surrounded by trees, right? Like if you look at beyond light, the theme of beyond light was, you know, being in a frozen place that's, that's cold, dark, this is going to be different. Um, and also, I will predict this could tell us that maybe the expansion will be coming out sometime in the spring, right? Because we see, we don't see winter. Like when Beyond Light came out in the game, it was like snow and winter, but also like in real life, like we were dealing in a wintry environment. So this could be foreshadowing where we're going to be going into the future with the Witch Queen. Um, I think foresty areas, um, 
definitely a new destination. I think the background shows some someplace new. So this could lead us to speculate, well, where are we going in the Witch Queen? Kind of looks uh, like um, Venus, huh? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because of the greenery. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, But it could be some of the rumors of what people have been saying, maybe old Chicago, possibly. Yeah. Um, those are some of the rumored locations uh, that I don't know where, if it's going to be a Witch Queen, you know, per se, but in a future release, it sounds like, possibly. Yeah. I also think the design of the armor is very interesting. I wonder if the symbol that's on the chest plate could possibly mean something or it could be a symbol of some type of... It almost looks like a lunar cycle. Race. Almost like... It looks like a lunar or solar cycle. It looks like, you know, like a full moon or a half moon and then like some sort of crescent, doesn't it? Yeah. Have some sort of look like that to it. Definitely. And then, like, also notice how the Guardian is wearing, he's, it's almost like a helmet, like he's protected all around. Um, so it almost looks like a new planet where there's, it's new. Where It almost you know, looks like a spacesuit, but like. Yeah, it's kind of like a spacesuit. But in, you know, it, it's more like a rugged spacesuit. It's like, yeah, you know kind of camouflaged almost like in a way i think it's it's very interesting you know and it definitely gives us a small taste of what's to come um Mm -hmm. i think that based on bungie coming out with just a little tease like an image right now i do think at e3 at some point we're going to get some kind of a trailer for the witch queen it might not be an expanded trailer. I think we're going to get something more in-depth, possibly within like two, three weeks after E3, right? But Yeah, I because they're not going to... Yeah, they're not going to be at E3. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if this could indicate that, you know, the fact that they're showing us something about the Witch Queen, could this indicate that the Witch Queen will be coming out in the first half of 2022? I think it could be. Yeah. Could that be could that be a safe assumption? They gave no, you know, time frame of how long it would be delayed. They just said it's going to be delayed into 2022. But they didn't say for how long or when in 2022. Yeah. So it it could be that, you know, where we might get it maybe in March, maybe um that's my guess. Think, I'm thinking think March. March. I would think I'm thinking either March. March, either March or May. I would say would be like fair dates for when they would do it. Um, I'm thinking March because I I, I think they got to give us another season in between now and and then, um, because otherwise like, it's gonna be a really long season. But if like you think about it, after this, if you think about it, if they come out with the new expansion in March, wouldn't that also mean that they have to give us two seasons? Because this one has about 80 or so days left in the season. And then we have pretty much room for two more seasons, correct? It's about six month gap well, between then and March. This one's longer. Um, I don't know if you noticed, it's longer by like two weeks. It's not like super much longer. Yeah. But but by two weeks, it uh, looks like. So 
if you think about, you know, along those lines, like it, that, that means that the new season after that would end probably like at the end of November, beginning of December. Um, they could stretch that out until like the middle of December. Right. Um, and then what they could do is one more season. Yeah. You know, that, that that's yeah. what I think they're going to do. Yeah, I think I think so, too. What, what do you think, D Flawless? Do you think they're going to create give us like one or two more seasons between now and when Witch Queen comes out? Oh, wait, did, was I muted? <laughs> oh, yeah, pop. It's OK. Sorry, I was answering your question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we're definitely going to get a uh, I think we're definitely going to get a, at least one more season. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It, it, it makes sense. Why would they have extended this season by two weeks? You know, if they weren't going to do the same thing with possibly next season, because that is look like, you know, by doing that, like I said, the time frame puts it in towards the middle of December. And then you just extend that until sometime in March and then boom, which queen. After yeah. That. Yeah. You know. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I'm always excited and down for more Destiny content. And it sounds like they have a pretty clear roadmap for where they're going with this new content and new season. Um, I was always a fan of, you know, them taking their time with the content. I'd rather wait longer, but get a more expansive release. So I'm okay to wait. Uh I know whatever they come out with, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It just means we get a better destiny in the end. You know, the when they take their yeah. time, you know, and they really like put put the, you know, put everything into work and everything into play and, you know, use all their collective minds together. And they they've actually they uh, acquired Peter Fabiano, former Capcom, uh, actually. He is a new oh, hire. Right. Yeah. Um, he worked with um, the Resident Evil series and things like that. So he is now a part of Bungie. Nice. So maybe he could be lending some of that horror uh, aspect. Maybe we could get a little more horror action in uh, Destiny. I I'll be down for it. I... I I'd be, you know, give it some like Metroid like feel to it too. Like, uh, um, yeah, I, I like when Bungie leans into that, like they did with the, uh, the, um, oh, wow, well, I the mission from, uh, the season before the, uh, why can't I think of it? The, 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 the ship, the ship and the, uh, on the reef that you go to that, that, that one mission. Oh, the not presage. Um, yeah, the presage. Yeah, that that, that uh, one. it was the presage. Yeah, 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 that one. The uh, um, that had some you know Metroid feel to it and aliens. Like so, when I like when they lean into that, and I feel like Witch Queen has a potential to deliver some of that. Maybe they saw Peter Fabiano being a fit, possibly, you know, for yeah. what they're trying to do. I I think it's a really good call out because. You know, Bungie seems to be going in a darker direction with the game. I think that they're realizing that, you know, they need to give the game a different feel, a different tone. I mean, it's been around for seven, eight years now. The game has 
it's been around for a while. So they want to take it into a new direction that's fun, interesting, exciting. And I think that would definitely do that, giving it more of a more Resident Evil feel. Yeah, and There's more stakes involved, you know. Yeah. Your choices start to matter, you know, things and, like that. And here's know? a couple more fun facts. Uh, Bungie, very recently, they filed a patent for... Or, um, or trademark rather for the name Destiny Guardians. That leads us to kind of wonder is the next chapter of Destiny after Lightfall, is it going to be just Destiny Guardians? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where they, yeah. where that's they what go. I would like to see. They, rather they than, have a lot. You know, they have a lot of stuff. too, you know? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say something completely unpopular. Most people probably would not agree with me, but I want at some point for Destiny 2 as a game to end and for there to be a whole new Destiny. I like the idea of Destiny 3, you know, and I think building on to something that you have, you can only do that for so long before it's like, all right, I've been in this world for like 10 years now. It's time for something completely new, fresh, and it gives the game a very un like a reset so that a lot of the things could change in a positive direction. I think that Bungie moved away from that idea of creating a Destiny 3 because of the mistakes that were made with Destiny 2 at launch. So I think it kind of scared them away. Um, also, you're giving up a ton of assets. Um, but eventually, I'd, I'd love to see what a new Destiny can look like, one that's designed for next-generation consoles that's not held back from last-gen or, you know, any current engine limitation that exists. And how is Matter? Is Matter going to have some sort of tie in with Destiny, or is it going to be completely separated from the Destiny universe? It's not going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, I'm just being funny. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, let me put it this way. I personally don't think that Bungie would put, put all of their eggs in one basket um, in terms of, you know, trying to go all in on matter. I think that Bungie realizes that they have a huge fan base with Destiny. So I don't think they're going to give that up. I don't think they ever would. If anything, I think it's going to be like a parallel universe or something. It's going to be parallel. I think matter will be a game that they, you know, do, but I'm not certain if they're going to actually stick with that as a franchise. I think ultimately their bread and butter I, I, yeah. will be destiny. I'm going to be interested in it though, like because it's by Bungie. So I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to play it at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm curious to see how the game will differ. Is it going to be a shooter? Is it going to be something completely different? Um, Might be know, something think, similar to Apex or Overwatch or something. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, Have like a more competitive, like uh, you know, aspect to it. Probably. Yeah. No, I I could see that. And could, for me, uh, yeah, I could see like, that too. I'm not a huge fan of like Apex. I just I've never gotten into it like that, um, but I'm not really big on free to play games overall. I think that they the monetization structure to me just doesn't really work the way that they do that. Um, I, I don't know. Um, 
you know, I, I think the other thing for me is that I'm so heavily invested into Destiny as a franchise, and my time being as limited as it is, I feel like, you know, it's either like playing Destiny or like a N- Nintendo game that I have on my Switch, but I don't necessarily have the time to grind out a whole nother live service game that's going to take me hundreds of hours to really make any meaningful progress in. So I think that's another problem that I have. But yeah, but but man, we we had so many great conversations tonight. Guardians, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight on the show. D Flawless, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey with us for giving us your time and for coming on to talk about destiny and sharing your thoughts and insights it was so great to have you on the show tonight so thank you very much for joining us yeah man thanks for having me it was fun um absolutely now we do have a we do have a tradition on the show we rate mm -hmm. the bungee weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls and before we let (laughs) you go we're gonna do that tonight we're going to rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna one to five, one being bad spicy tuna. We don't want to mess with that. Five being bomb spicy tuna. How many spicy tuna rolls will you give this week's bungee weekly update? Uh, 2.5. I mean, it's kind of just the, you know, Hey, iron banner is coming. There's a contest. It wasn't anything bad. I, I expect next week to be a little bit more juicy once the people have had time to play around with stasis, you know? Definitely. Definitely. What do you think, Shadow Price? Um, I'm going to be a little bit more generous. Um, You know, it's some decent, like, mostly it's, it's a lot of, like, you know, PSAs and things like that, and a lot of things in the game that, you know, updates and, you know, bug fixes and things like that. That's great, you know, and all. But I guess the thing that was uh, the most interesting was that uh, that screenshot at the end. You know, we spent about yeah. 10, 15 minutes talking about that. That's so, true. That's a nice little nugget. Yeah. So I'm going to give it three and a half because I think, you know, that was kind of like the saving grace of the swab. Otherwise, yeah, meaty to honor anything like that but that I, I wish that they brought back some of those iconic weapons from iron banner that we mentioned on the show but at the same time i think the preview at the very end redeemed a lot of things in the overall update i like that stasis has been finally addressed in the game i think part of the problem with the crucible has been the overpowered abilities with stasis so i'm glad to see that being fixed and brought back to a more manageable state um and also i think that you know beyond all of that i think the movies of the week was really cool i think the fashion show is kind of cool with uh what they're doing there um and yeah i think it was an okay update 3.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for cornholio so guardians we have come to that time where we get to end the show thank you so so much for joining us tonight thank you to our guest d flawless uh d flawless before we let you go where can we learn more about you and your content 
Um, yeah, you can follow me at Twitch, twitch.tv slash D underscore flawless. Also Twitter, uh, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all the socials, the D flawless, um, you know, posting funny videos, um, and having a good time in the live stream. So hope to see you there. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us tonight. And thank you for all that you do in our community. Thank you for the amazing funny videos that you put out all the time you definitely put a smile on my face whenever i see your stuff so it's really <laughs> great to have you on um and shadow price where can we learn more about you and what you do uh, you can find me on twitter at shadow price 79 and on here the destiny show podcast uh, every thursday night thank you so much Awesome. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're uh, on every major platform wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Twitter at The Destiny Show. We're on Instagram at Destiny Show Podcast. We're on the web at DestinyShow.com. And you can find me at OMG Pornholio right here on Twitter and The Destiny Show. And thank you, Guardians, so much for tuning in for another episode of The Destiny Show Podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.